Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we are live, but we got to let it breathe just for a moment. We got to make sure we got our entire community in the saddle with us here tonight as uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just won it all. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my partner in crime. You know him. You love him. He is the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com and a bona fide football priest. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, it is rare that we push back a go-live time for our podcast. The Super Bowl, though, is one of those tentpole watershed events that you kind of just have to wait till it's over unless you just want to be speaking to, to air. But, man, yeah. Tom Brady did it again. <sighs> did it again. Seventh world championship for this cat. Like, what more can you say? I told fans, last thing, I told fans on, on Twitter right before this thing ended, there was a shot of Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, just complete, you know, just defeat, man. Just like all the dreams crashing down. And I said, savor that because it's probably not going to happen too often. I want to get to um, the the Chiefs letdown in just one second because it was a massive letdown as far as I'm concerned. I want to eat some crow on this game. Uh, anyone who tuned into Kelberman's Corner earlier today, I did have the Chiefs winning, whereas Kim Becker had the Buccaneers winning. I was wrong about that. I was also wrong about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. So I'm going to open the show by eating some figurative crow with my hands right now. I thought they'd be a 9-7, and 10-6 and team. They would get a wild card. They would lose in the first or second round. I had no idea or no inkling that Brady in his first year with the Buccaneers of all teams, who would have saw that coming, would go on to win the title. It is indisputable now. Whether you love him, you hate him, whether you resent the guy, you hate his guts, he is the greatest quarterback of all time. Peyton's up there. You know, Montana's up there. Elway's certainly up there. But Tom Brady indisputably is the greatest quarterback the NFL has ever seen. And I'm bowing down, and I think anyone who's ever hated on him, especially during his time in New England, has to do the same. It's time. I mean, look, how can you – it irks every Broncos fan to even have to say it, but, like, how can you deny it? Because what you want to say, every Broncos fan, you want to go, no, John Elway. And I get it. Or Peyton Manning. And I get it because I'm with you there, right? I share this thought process. But when those guys, maybe not Peyton, but when one of those guys, <clears throat> John Elway, already has said Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, and then he goes out and wins his seventh Super Bowl, you know, you kind of just have to call a spade a spade in this case for Tom Brady. And, you know, the one thing that hurts my heart 
I mean, this again, guys, this was one of those worst case scenario Super Bowls for every Broncos fan. It's the crazy. meteor never came, Chad. I was rooting for it, it never came. I know. I <laughs> dude, just the worst possible Super Bowl. But the one thing that hurt my heart to, aside from, you know, I'll take the small victory of seeing Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, you know, suffer a little bit. But the one thing that hurt my heart is up to this point. No other quarterback besides Peyton Manning had started and won a Super Bowl with two different NFL clubs. And now Tom Brady, lo and behold, he's done it too. And the only other guy to get close was Kurt Warner, who won one with the Rams, got to another with the Cardinals, but couldn't quite get over the hump. Yeah, uh, he's he's transcended every record, you know, figuratively and literally. He's transcended the game where it's Tom Brady's in his own category now. He is where a lot of f- fans considered Montana or Elway in that his own mythical category. Tom Brady is there, and I don't think anyone, Chad, including Mahomes in the current NFL, is going to touch him anytime soon. He is the GOAT. Guys, we have a lot to get to tonight. Of course, any observations that you have from this Super Bowl or if there are any demons coming out of the Super Bowl, you want your football priest to help you exercise, we're absolutely going to be here to help you do it. Uh, We're going to talk also about Peyton Manning, John Lynch getting in the Hall of Fame. By the way, this was the eighth time Johnny Lynch had been a finalist, sweating those bullets eight different times, finally gets over the hump. So that was a a, um, very cool victory, a triumph. We're going to get to all that. Plus, we want to talk about what Peyton Manning had to say. He's making all the media rounds this week as a Hall of Famer now uh, about Drew Locke and the future of the Broncos. We're going to get to all that here in just a moment. First, though, we got to say thank you and hello to the presenting sponsor of tonight's live stream podcast, Manscaped. Guys, we are now almost, uh, well, we're, we're about five, six weeks almost into 2021. We know 2020 sucked. But it's time to turn the page. It's time to turn over a new leaf and embrace that new year, new me mindset. And the best way to cultivate that between the years is with Manscaped because Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, helping over 2 million men around the world keep their male grooming on point. So if you let yourself go even just a little bit in 2020 while in quarantine or what have you, Manscaped is here to help you reboot, stay clean, stay shaved in 2021. You know, Chad, I endorse this product a lot. Every podcast we do, and I talk about how much I use it. Well, I just got in the mail a new replacement blade for my lawnmower and actually some new toner for your underparts. And that's how often I use it. It's a, it's a very worthwhile product. No matter what you're doing in your day-to-day life, no matter what job you have, no matter what, if you're working from home, if you're working from an office, you need to feel good about yourself. You need to look good. And no other product on the market, as you see right there, is affordable and as effective as Manscaped. I'm holding the weed right now in my hand it still has a charge guys i demonstrate this every single podcast i have not charged it in about a week still has a full charge it's comfortable that is the trend chad with all manscaped products they fit in your hand it's ergonomic it's comfortable and they're effective go get manscaped guys i promise you you'll love it i'm showing you guys on screen here the crop preserver and i don't want to get too coarse here just real quick but this thing has saved my life because it, it prevents things, for, without being too coarse here for any of the ladies in our audience, it prevents things from sticking together. Let's just say that, right? When you're walking down the street. It's an issue. Lifesaver. Okay, lifesaver. Uh, so every product they have so far up to this point that we've tried have, has been top shelf. So, again, guys, here's your chance to embrace that new year, new me mindset. Take your male grooming to another level. you got to be on point with that. 
Embrace that mindset. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code HUDDLE at manscaped.com. Your family jewels will thank you. Yes, again, guys, get 20% off and free shipping with the code HUDDLE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code HUDDLE. Happy New Year to you and your family jewels. All right, a couple quick things and we'll dive right back in. Gang, make sure you are following the Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page. Brand new. It's about a week old, all right? So many of you have. It's already pushing a 1,000 followers, likes on Facebook. We love and appreciate each one of you. But there, if you haven't yet, there's still time to get on, get in on the drawing. We were going to announce the winners of the drawing and do the drawing today. But with the Super Bowl show pushing us back into, you know, for, again, Broncos country, right? It's not a geographic location. It's a state of being. And we know we have huge swaths of our listening audience and community that aren't in mountain time. And if you're on East Coast time, heck, if you're in Central time, it's 930 and you got to work tomorrow. If you're on Eastern time, it's almost 1030 and you got to work tomorrow. And if you're in a different part of the world. So we decided we're going to announce the winners of that drawing tomorrow night on tomorrow night's show. So there's still a chance. Go to Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle Pod. All right. Or just open up Facebook, search Huddle Up Podcast, follow and like the page. And you could win a Mile High Huddle hat, a T-shirt, a mug. We're giving away three items to three lucky people randomly selected. As long as you're following and liking the page, you will be in on that. Also, connect with us on Twitter, gang, at Huddle Up Pod. If you're connected with us on Twitter, you knew way early today that the show was being pushed back two hours because we announced it on Twitter. Also, follow, uh, follow the main account on Twitter, at Mile High Huddle. All right. And check out HuddleUpPod.com. Go get your swag on. Get some get some merch. Get some MHH swag and rep the brand. Zach's rocking the, the dad hat. I'm rocking the trucker hat, which with my lights here, it kind of gets washed out. It's hard for you to see without me getting up close, but it's the logo, all right? It's just another way to support what we're doing here. And then last thing, all right, last call to action, and that is if you want in on the Kelberman's Corner show that is just has been phenomenal today, <laughs> today was really fun to watch because – Things got a little feisty in a good way between Zach and Kim. Yeah. Uh, it was really fun, uh, just different flavor. It's not the same as these these evening pods that we do seven days a week. It's a different flavor. But if you want in on that right now, if you're on Facebook, scroll to the bottom where you would type in your chat in or your comment in the chat. You'll see a little green icon. If you push, click that, it'll take you through signing up. Or just open up Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash mile high huddle. You'll see the big blue button. Click that. You're in like Flynn. And if you're not in a position to do those things, gang, it's all good. We do love and appreciate each one of you, and we're just happy to have you. We do ask that you subscribe. That's crucial on YouTube and and Apple or Spotify, wherever you're listening. Like this video. It's so important to us. You guys have no idea how a small thing like just liking this on YouTube or Facebook really helps us out. And then the third thing is the litmus test. If we're doing a good job for you, share it out there. All right, Help us continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
the Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. All right, John, let's see what we have for any of our patiently waiting superstars like JT across the pond. I want to talk about a guy burning the midnight oil, Zach. This cat is in the United Kingdom, and it's late. It's it's wee hours of the morning. JT, it's good to see you, my brother. We appreciate you. Yes. Longtime superstar. He says, drilling some love uh, before you go live. I won't make it. Early hours here, but can't wait to speak to y'all on the 17th. That's right. So we have technically three superstar segments between now and, you know, this week and next week. We're having uh, – we're having uh, Steve Baumgartner on tomorrow night because it's his birthday. We want to we want to wish him happy birthday. Wednesday we're having Muhammad on. All right, MHH male model will be on the show, and then JT the next week it's going to be a guest. So can't wait to see you, bro. Can't wait to see you. Um, also, this is cool, Andrew Morrow. Thank you for bringing this up. Broncos still the most successful team in the AFC West. This is true. The Broncos currently and to the, it's going to take some time for the Chiefs to catch up to this own the most AFC West crowns uh, in division history, all right? The Broncos, I want to say it's 15. I can go look at it to see how close the Chiefs are, but I want to say they're like around 10 now. But as far as world championships, the Raiders have three, right? If I'm not mistaken, Broncos have three, or do the Raiders only have two? I'm trying to think now. And then the Chiefs have two, Chargers, big goose egg. I'll, I'll double check that on the on the Raiders. But, you know, it's sad. You hate to uh, find joy, Zach, in anyone, at anyone else's expense. But, look – you cannot countenance the Chiefs winning another Super Bowl if you are, whoop, there is, a Broncos fan. Yeah. I mean, say what you want about Brady. He did prevent Mahomes from winning again. But I think Mahomes will be there again, like like Tony Romo said at the end of the game, very, very soon. Uh, this is not the last time he'll see that game. And the Broncos, uh, you know, they have to get their own offense squared away. They have a, a ways to go before, obviously, they catch up to Kansas City. But at least we can take some comfort in knowing that the Broncos still hold that illustrious playoff record against Brady, and they do, Chad, what few other teams can do against him in the postseason. So we take some small comfort in that. In the shop with Willie. Now that's a that's a handle on Super Chat we're not uh, familiar with. So welcome, welcome Willie. Willie. Appreciate you. I've never loved living in Chiefs country. So <laughs> yeah. Savor it, my dog. Right. Savor it. Yeah. Enjoy every minute right now. Fly those Broncos fa- flags high. It's your only I, chance right now. I'm looking here just real quick. I'm trying to find while John brings up uh, – I'll find it here during the next question here. Steve, good to see you, bro. There he is. Uh, depending on where you're at in the world, it could be Steve's birthday. Uh, in the United States, there's nowhere currently where the clock has turned over, but it's coming. We'll see you tomorrow, Steve. Appreciate your support, my friend. Um Big Daddy Kane, been a minute since we've seen you, my brother, in the chat. Good That's to right. see you. Appreciate you. says, I'm glad the Chiefs lost. They didn't tie our Super Bowl wins. 
And I just double checked, make sure I wasn't smoking crack. Okay. The Raiders do have three. I was right. All right. So Broncos Raiders tied with three, then it's chiefs with two chargers with zero. So you can, you can, there's an argument to be made that the, the Broncos and Raiders are, are close in, in that sense. But when you, when you measure Zach division titles, as I'll show you here in just a moment, the Broncos way outpace the Raiders. Yeah, I, I'm looking down and I was uh, I was reacting because I just got an alert that Pedro Gomez, the ESPN anchor, passed away. I think he was 58. Oh, I don't know what's going on right now. Chris Wessling from NFL.com, he passed away a few days ago from cancer. Uh, that was uh, that's crazy. That's uh, my, my wishes to the Gomez family. My best wishes. Yeah, that is definitely wow. That is definitely a tragedy. Yep. Two years. Up. Um. All right. Let me see here. JT. Hold on, my chat. We got a really active chat tonight. It's good to see everybody staying up a little bit later than than usual to join us here. Um, here we have. Bear with me one second. Well, I'll just grab. Oh, I see. Uh, we've got Josh Shadow, who was with us today. This is a good comment. Corner, the Facebook supporter. He was in the house for Kelberman's Corner episode five, and he was also showing some love during the show with some. Very generous stars on Facebook. So thank you, Joshua. Appreciate you, Doc. It says, every time I saw Shaq Barrett hit Mahomes, it hurt my heart a little bit. I lost a hundo on this. Shame <laughs> on me for betting, for betting on the Chiefs. Right there with you, Josh. My bank account's right there with you. Yeah, Chad, Shaq Barrett. You know, I, I don't care about Tom Brady. I am so happy Shaq got a ring. I mean, he. I, I tweeted about this before we went on, but he waited and waited and waited for his big opportunity. He finally got it in Tampa Bay, and man, did he capitalize. He, he's the ultimate glad-he-got-a-ring type guy. And I understand why the Broncos and Barrett went their separate ways, but God, I wish that opportunity came in Denver because he is the real deal, and Shane Ray wasn't looking back on it. <laughs> John, do you have um, Stu Meat, his his Ice Cube comment? You know, um, I'm just going to grab it real quick here. I'm just going to throw it up because um, I have a feeling tonight's going to move pretty quick. So I'm just going to I'm just going to grab this real quick from Stu Meat. Really appreciate you, my friend. Oh, where to go? Hold up, almost there. Um, really, really appreciate you. Anyone from the '90s knows full well this song, right? Stu Meat playing Ice Cube songs. It was a good day. <laughs> Gotta say, it was a good day. Right, Ice Cube. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry. It comes at the at the despair and expense of someone else. But you, I'm I'm glad Patrick Mahomes doesn't now doesn't now have that was bad syntax. Doesn't have two rings in a row. I kind of want to hear you rap more, Chad. Keep going. What's the <laughs> spit the second verse on that? <laughs> no, I'm quintessential white dude. Can't rap. <laughs> One I can, line. I can I can I can write melody and stuff like that. Rapping, not my bag. You drop the one line and know you get the reference and you move the conversation forward. Oh, I'm being told by John that uh, Willie, that's Willie G. All right, we know Willie G. Uh, okay. Salute you, Willie. See you, bro. I didn't know you changed your handle, so my bad. Mike Evans in the hizzy. Wow, Good to is. see you, bro. Bonafide superstar. Everyone knows Mike. Been on the show, what, three times? Love having you, my friend. He says, guys, what will the 2021 Broncos record need to be for Fangio to retain his job. Zach, it's not so much a matter of record. Mike, love you, bro. It's not so much a matter of record. It's a matter of was that record good enough to get you into the playoffs? Because if it's – honestly, if it's not a playoff season, I mean, maybe they could make – maybe George Payton makes an argument if Fangio finishes 8-8 and or 9-7 and but misses the playoffs. I doubt it. I think at that point it's like, look, you're tapped out. Turn the page. 
Eight and eight, uh, to me, wouldn't do it. It doesn't move the needle. Nine and seven, at least he can say, okay, I have the first winning record in Broncos history since 2016 in Gary Kubiak. Nine and seven would be the the bare minimum Fangio needs to retain his job for 2022, or else George Payton will pick his guy. Anything below that, he is uh, Vic Fangio and his coaching staff, they're out. Yeah, it's 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 it can't even be just 500. Like he has to be over 500. Yeah. Anthony Baldelli, good to see you, my friend. Thank you for that super chat. Make sure you connect with us on Twitter so we can shout you out after the show, and that goes for all of our super chat superstars. He says, Mahomes got that work. Uh, goes to show you he ain't unstoppable. Denver needs to build that defense. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that occurred to me watching this game tonight was that, you know, I can't even think of the last time if there's been a time where Mahomes was straight punk the way he was today. Like it was Todd Bowles. I mean, this dude deserves a medal of honor because you've never seen that really happen. There's been some off games for Mahomes, but man, they just, and really what to me, Zach, what it boiled down to is this, the Bucks, you got to be able to do both. It can't just be coverage and a a so-so rush. You got to have, so at least a so-so coverage and that rush. If you've got the rush and you can get to Mahomes, you can, this just proved, man, he is human. He's a quarterback. If you can pressure him, whether it's off the edge or inside, you're going to be in business. And the Bucks were able to do both. They were able to push inside with that with Vita Vea and uh, uh, and Sue, and the edges were going crazy with Shaq and uh, JPP. And the times that Brady was made mortal in the Super Bowl, what what were those circumstances? Great defense on the on the part of the Giants both times. That's how you win titles, Shad. And this game should have showed George Payton the blueprint. Don't trade away. Don't be so quick to trade away that number nine pick. You might want to invest in Micah Parsons or you might want to throw some bucks at Levante David. They need that inside linebacker. Because when you think about it, Chad, you talk about Mahomes is one of his worst games. Remember, this season alone, the Broncos held in the two combined touchdowns. They lost by 33 points and were swept in both. So it's more than just a defense. It's more than just any one part. But the Broncos unquestionably, as we've been saying for weeks and weeks now, it's a pass-first business. It's a speed business. And the Broncos have long lacked that true inside linebacker. They need to get that guy. Hey, there's a nice little segue into Boise Man's Super Chat. Good to see you, my friend. He says, man, we need to find a way to get Levante David Dude was all over the yeah. field. And, Zach, it's interesting that, I mean, it's a nice segue. Also a good opportunity to shout out Kenneth Booker, brand new to the MHH writing staff, who has now got two articles under his belt, the second one, breaking down kind of the lay of the land at the at the off-ball linebacker position in terms of the top options to upgrade the coverage chops. And, of course, number one on that for Kenneth, anyway, was go find a way to land Levante David. Well, I mean, first of all, Devin White also had a hell of a game, a hell of a season, a hell of a postseason. And you and I, Chad, and, and many others in Broncos country, it was kind of unrealistic, but we wanted him so badly in a Broncos uniform a few years ago, him or Devin Bush. And that just goes to show you they need that dynamic inside linebacker. Um, but that whole that whole front, Levante David was great as well, but you have to wonder – Will Tampa Bay even allow him to get to the open market? Are they going to throw a huge contract considering he helped lock down the greatest quarterback, or I shall say the second greatest quarterback in the NFL? I think he stays in Tampa Bay after this performance, but if he gets away, if I'm George Payton, I have some extra money, I'm offering it to him after I pay Shelby, of course, and Simmons. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. 
Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Boggins, appreciate that super chat, my friend. Another one of our, uh, not only just a super ch- a superstar, super chat superstar, but, you know, he's technically on staff too at MHH. He helps out on Facebook, moderating our MHH super fan group. Appreciate you, Boggins. He says, uh, technically, the Bucks only scored 28 on us with Jeff Driscoll going back to week three, right? Uh, just saying, well said, my friend. And also, Muhammad, good to see you, bro. Appreciate that. That super chat, and uh, he's celebrating. Now, look at this, gang, real quick. All right, here's a snapshot of where things stand all time. So I was wrong here. Uh, I thought that I thought. Well, I, I shouldn't say I was wrong. I didn't say where the Raiders stand, but the Chiefs were right where I thought they were, around ten or eleven. They're at eleven. Denver, most AFC West crowns, fifteen. Raiders are three behind them. Chiefs four behind them, and then you got the Chargers in Seattle, who've been out of the division. Yeah. Since. I always forget that. So anyway, but uh, so when it's all said and done, look, Broncos, it's it's kind of like, you know, any Chiefs fan that might be watching this now or after the fact is screaming at their phone saying, you guys aren't, you know what, you haven't done anything in five years. We've owned you 11 straight wins or is it 12 now? I've lost freaking count, but Broncos still own the AFC West from a historical perspective. Exactly. Tied for the most in world championships and the most AFC West crowns belong to the Broncos. I was going to say the exact same word. Historically, the Broncos are the cream of the AFC West crop. But recently, the last five years, it definitely indisputably indisputably belongs to Kansas City. But like you mentioned and the stats prove, through years and decades and generations, it's been the Broncos division. We can only hope, Chad, they get back to that mountaintop very, very soon. Appreciate Kev over there on uh, Twitch. Being with us. Appreciate you. Todd has a good question on YouTube. He says, what were the top takeaways from tonight's game to show the path forward for the Broncos? Really good question, my friend. In fact, might be the genesis of an article right there. Um, I'll tell you what. Here's what jumped out to me. All right. First and foremost, as we already kind of touched on tonight, Mahomes turns out he's human. You want to get him? You want to put him where you, you know, put him in the corner, whatever you want to call it. If you want to Get after him. You got to get after him. The rush comes first. Look, you in a perfect world, if you can land a no-fly zone 2.0, 
great. It's not like you don't need corners. Absolutely. But it starts with the rush, all right? And look, the, the Bucks were a little bit lucky in that the Chiefs didn't have, you know, they're playing their backup tackles, right? That was one of the themes throughout the entire broadcast today. But the good teams, they exploit weaknesses of their opponent, and that was a weakness. Now, the greatness of Mahomes, Zach, had allowed the Chiefs to kind of cruise above altitude despite that weakness. You know, it hadn't kind of haunted them quite yet. But today, those chickens came home to roost. Shaquille Barrett, on fire, dude, on fire. So the first takeaway, and there are others, I'll let you speak to what what comes to mind for you, Zach, but the first takeaway to me is let's hope Bradley Chubb is back back next year. Like, I mean, back back. And honestly, this this makes you – it should make you, like, if you're on the fence about Vaughn, this should make you just say we need Vaughn back stat. And get that dynamic inside linebacker, whether it's throwing a lot of money at Levante David or drafting Micah Parsons, JOK, Zayvon Collins, whoever. But, Chad, to kind of piggyback off your previous point because you're 1,000% correct, it comes down to, again, the C word that I've said ad nauseum, coaching. Todd Bowles had a masterful game plan today, better than I've seen anyone throw Mahomes, including the Broncos in the last couple of years. Could Vic Fangio and Ed Donatel match that game plan? Are they better... Um, Game planners, better schemers, are they better teachers? Do they implement a better system than Vic Fangio, the, the Bulls and the Buccaneers? I happen to think they do. So it all comes down to coaching once again. You can have the pieces, but if they're wasted, like everyone wants Deshaun Watson in Denver, but he's coming in to play for Pat Shermer. Do the Broncos match up schematically with the Buccaneers? I wouldn't say so. Todd Bowles, not a great head coach, but one of those guys, Chad, who's a true mastermind defensive coordinator, and I think can scheme around Fangio at this point. Look, all due respect to Coach Fangio, but Vance Joseph had a better bead on how to stop Pat Mahomes than Fangio has up to this point. All right, look, Vance Joseph was never able to defeat Mahomes, even with a first career start version of Mahomes in week 17 of the 2017 season when he was a rookie. You know, that was Paxton Lynch's last hurrah, so to speak, uh, as a, at least as far as getting a sniff at the starter's job. And, you know, that Mahomes got out to an early lead, so they sat him down. Paxton Lynch, to his credit, battled back, put the game in doubt, so they put Mahomes back in, and he closed it down. But you even look into the next year, 2018, Case Keenum year, both those losses, again, losses, the Chiefs have swept the Broncos dating back to 2015, but both those losses in 2018 were single score, and the Broncos would have, should have won the first one if Case Keenum does not sail a wide-open mm. Demarius Thomas passed down the right sideline long. That's a walk-in touchdown game over at that point. It was late uh, under, under two minutes. I would have put it away. So I digress here. I'm, I'm going a little bit off, off topic here, but Vic Fangio has not proven that he's got a grasp yet on how to stop Mahomes. but tonight gave him a blueprint. Crudum, good to see you, my friend. He says, Casey looks human again. Let's hold on to capital and bolster the defense. We have the offensive talent to be competitive. Trust Peyton having faith in Locke. And, Zach, I guess that's a good segue, but your your reaction to what Crudum had to say, and I'll pull up some of the uh, Peyton quotes. Well, of course it helps having Tom Brady as your quarterback, but at least what the Bucks proved today is you need a defense to go along with the quarterback as well. And I think to an extent Mahomes proved that. As great as he is, the Kansas City defense and their coaching, Andy Reid, came up so small today. It was like Philadelphia Andy Reid all over again. 
But you have to have more than that, and that starts by having dynamic players that can play three downs and run sideline to sideline. Josie Jewell is not that player. A.J. Johnson is not that player. They need that inside linebacker. It's the only piece they're missing. They have pushed along their defensive line. They have, on paper, a decent cornerback group with or without A.J. Boyer. They have a great pair of safeties under, or one one's under contract right now, a great pair of safeties last year. They need that guy in the middle of Vaughn and Bradley Chubb. So I think that's what proved today the blueprint is to beat Mahomes, beat Brady, whoever, is to have that defense to go along with the coaching. I don't think Fangio and the Broncos have either. By the way, Jason, we really appreciate that very, very generous super chat, my friend. Thank you, Jason. really goes a long way, all right? It really does. It allows us to continue dedicating time, energy into these pods, into our video content. So thank you. Really appreciate that. He says, the value of a middle linebacker, uh, Levante David, Devin White showed that. David yes. in free agency, uh, uh, Caleb Farley, the Virginia Tech corner, in the first, to, uh, fixed the two biggest holes. Much love. Yes, yes. We'll come back to that in just a moment, Jason. I just didn't want you to wait too much longer. Let me grab these quotes. So Peyton Manning, again, doing the rounds since he was announced as a shoe-in for the hall. And, uh, of course, Mike Kliss, Nine News, they they get a, the first crack at him in uh, as far as Denver media. And here's what Manning had. There's three quotes I want to read in succession here, Zach. But the first thing Manning told Cliss uh, with regard to the whole Drew Locke Broncos future at quarterback issue is, quote, I'm a Bronco fan. I'm a Drew Locke fan. Look, last year for anybody who had a new offensive coordinator and a younger quarterback, it was going to be challenging. The teams that really got into the hunt this year had veteran quarterbacks, veteran coordinators, had some chemistry together. Brady was kind of the exception. I think Tampa figured out that they were better off just running a lot of his plays. And he goes on to say it took them a while, talking about the Broncos, to figure that out. But with the pandemic offseason, not much, not having much time, it's just not easy. I'm pulling for Drew. I'm excited for their, the Broncos, prospects with a full year and an offseason. I'm excited for him to have a good year this year, close quote. You know, I saw someone on Twitter, I can't remember who, someone tweeted that for the anti-lock crowd, you know, this kind of shoots a hole in their argument when someone responded by saying, what else do you expect Peyton to say? He's not going to crap on lock. That might be the case, but he could have came out and said, you know, Drew Locke's a good guy. He's a young quarterback. Um, I'm excited to see what he does this year. He almost went out of his way to, I don't want to say excuse his play, but rationalize his poor play by pointing out not having a full year, not having full reps, not having a full offseason, and is excited to watch him do good this year. It was almost, and I might be putting on my number three jersey by saying this, he was almost predicting, not just hoping, that Locke would have a good year in 2021, knowing he's going to get his shot in a normal type of setting. I thought these comments from Peyton were honest, but they were also uh, flattering in a sense for Drew Locke. I think if he if this wasn't really how Peyton felt on some level, he might have juiced it a little bit, right? Flowered it up just a little. But if this wasn't at core how Peyton felt about Drew, I think what you would have got in this in, in response to the question on the topic was, "Hey man, Drew's got so much talent. I I mean, there's so he, he his ceiling is so far up there, man. Like, you know, he just needs more time." Clichés, platitudes. We didn't get yep. that. But he actually got kind of specific. So uh, what was that one there, John, that just left the, the screen? Stu Meat, appreciate you, my friend. He says, we need a Devin White player in the draft. I'm not sure there is a Devin White in this draft. I mean, you could maybe say Micah Parsons, but 
you know, Devin White, the closest thing you had to an off the field concern with him was his, you know, uh, amorous relationship with his horse. Okay. And I don't mean that to be gross. I'm just saying like, my dude loves his horse. Okay. I mean, at the combine, we were talking to this guy in 2019, dude, he waxed poetic dude about his freaking horse but you know that's just it's his pet right this there was nothing to worry about with with Devin White whereas with with Parsons there are some legit uh you know concerns yeah he has horses in the back Chad you know you could say JOK if he beefs up a little bit is a little better against the run he can be comparable to Devin White but there really is no Devin White in this draft class he was I don't want to say generational talent, but he was among the best inside linebackers that's come out the last five or seven years or so. He was a top 10 choice. The Broncos really never had a legit chance at him, but I God, I wish he was in a Broncos uniform. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Kathy Lund, really appreciate that. A longtime listener, a longtime superstar. Means a lot to us, my friend. She says, officially the offseason. That's right. Every All NFL events of 2020 in the books. She says, looking forward to some moves and draft prep. That Bucks defense looked like our Super Bowl 50 defense. Hope we can get back to that. Hashtag state of being. Really appreciate that, Kathy. And then here's Jaden. Appreciate you, bro. He says, what's up, guys? Just showing some love. Hey, Thank dude, you, Jaden. Appreciate you. Make sure you uh, connect with us on Twitter, Jaden. But uh, getting back to what Kathy said, you know, about the defense, it's interesting because, look, I don't think one is – would you really say that this Buck? would you put this – I would put this Bucks performance up there in terms of one of the all-time defensive performances in the Super Bowl, but I wouldn't put them up there as like one of the all-time great defenses because they didn't really have that juice – throughout the season like it was Tom it was the Tampa Bay Tom Brady's and then this defense to their credit found a way to kind of turn it on uh in the playoffs and then really take it to another level anytime you can hold Patrick Mahomes to under 10 points I mean Judas Priest you might as well get a a, a purple heart <laughs> I do want to point out not to take anything away from Tampa Bay their game plan and execution was masterful but let's not forget the Chiefs were down both of their starting tackles 
And those are two really, really good edge protectors. And at one point, Mahomes was hurried on 24 of 40 dropbacks. That is insane. I mean, this it, that's college D3-level stats there. And it's interesting because the fill-in left tackle for the Chiefs was Mike Remmers, who you might remember from SB50, who the Broncos just terrorized. So things are kind of full circle in the NFL. It's kind of crazy. Uh, let me grab this Facebook question comment from Isaiah Henderson. Great dude, longtime listener. He's been a superstar. He gives stars on Facebook. He's just a dedicated member of this community. He says, the only thing I took away from the Super Bowl is we need to push hard for Levante David. Beast in pass coverage, held Travis Kelsey to zero touchdowns and under 100 yards. Yeah, man, uh, that's a they have a pretty dandy off-ball linebacker duo there with White and David. It'll be interesting to, uh, interesting to see how aggressive – Tampa Bay is in returning David because he's this was year nine for him. So he's entering his 10th NFL season as an unrestricted free agent. Maybe the Bucs are at a point where they're like, look, we want a Super Bowl. You know, he's a former, if not a first rounder, he was a second round pick for the team back in 12, I want to say, 2012. Maybe they're ready to move on. And if that's the case, Vic Fangio, George Payton, I think it's pretty safe to assume that they'll make a push to try and try and land it, but so will a lot of other teams. Exactly. Yeah, they're going to have to outbid David if, even if he gets to the open market, but this should put to rest some of the the calls and the desperation for the Broncos to unload this draft capital because even if you don't get a Micah Parsons in round one, even if you don't sign Levante David, it is patently clear by now the Broncos have to upgrade inside linebacker with a premium blue chip preferably sideline-to-sideline dynamic inside linebacker. It's without a shadow of a doubt, Chad. Playing in the division the Broncos play in, Derek Carr for now, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, they need that guy on defense. Whether it's David, anybody else, that has to be a priority this offseason. George, superstar in the house, wishing a happy birthday to Steve Baumgartner. I'm sure he appreciates it, and we appreciate your support, my brother. And it's late. George is an East Coast guy, so you know it's pushing midnight. Well, no, it's almost 11. Wait. Yeah, almost 11. 10 or 11. Um, all right. Our friend uh, Christian, a.k.a. Team Yelkick on YouTube. Appreciate the super, my friend. He says, sorry, I can't be in here on Thursdays. Got practice. I feel like this game shows a young secondary can get it done with Winfield, Dean, Bunting, etc. Yeah, if you got the rush. You need the rush. Right. And the Broncos, look, they have – Look, Bradley Chubb, remember when he got the Pro Bowl and the Broncos made him available and it was just a blubbery, weeping mess the entire time. And he was just so overcome and moved by getting it and the the, the triumph after the knee and everything. But he also acknowledged that he was surprised because he didn't feel like it was a dominant enough performance to like no brainer be a Pro Bowl. He didn't mean he wasn't hoping for it, but he was a little bit surprised. He got a Pro Bowl on a very kind of so-so year bouncing off a torn ACL. Now you get, you know, they, they opted to sit him down the last two games. I understand it, right? Better safe than sorry. Let's get him. Let's keep an eye toward 2021. If you get a 100% fully back in the saddle, Bradley Chubb and a Vaughn hungry, fresh off a season loss to injury, maybe you'll have that rush. Maybe you'll have that quintessential classic, you know, Miller era tandem because Miller always had a wingman, right? In the early couple, two, three years, in Denver, it was Vaughn and Elvis Dumerville. Then it became Vaughn and Demarcus Ware. Then it became Vaughn and a and a and a Shaq Barrett slash Shane Ray rotation. Then it became Vaughn and Chubb. And then both of them got hurt, 
right? They only had one year together in 2018. So I'm still hoping, you know, that uh, they can find a way to keep Vaughn around. You know, this is something that the Drew Locke haters and the Pat Shermer stands don't want to admit, but multiple things can be true at once. And in this case, three things are true at once. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers did really well to draft and uh, replenish that secondary. All the players that were mentioned there had a hell of a postseason. The rush, like you mentioned, Chad, definitely helps. Again, that's how the Giants won against Brady both times. You have to get after the quarterback. Like I've mentioned also, it doesn't really matter who your quarterback is. Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, if you don't protect him, if his offensive line is terrible. But what helps... Brady and the Buccaneers helps the, the Buccaneers defense is playing from a lead, not playing from a deficit. How many times did the Broncos defense fall behind? 10 nothing, 14 nothing, 17 nothing. Look at the Buccaneers. When you play from ahead, you get to pin your ears back. You have more confidence. You play your game at your pace. So everything worked in tandem today. They were the better team on all sides of the ball, and they were very worthy champions, Chad. I hate to say it. It's the truth. John, real quick. So the, the chat did a jump on me. We need. After we grab Mark here, we need uh, Dave from Georgia, Michaela, Pobby, Drew, Anthony, Kevin G, and then we're back current. I'm at, uh, I want to say, I'm at like uh, 8.37 here with Mark. Appreciate you, Mark. Good to see you, bro. Another guy burning that midnight oil or pretty close to on the East Coast. He says, what's up, my guys? Three rings, always better than two. I'm going to enjoy my 15 minutes of fame as a division rival of hating, and a lot of people lost a lot of money. Oh, well. Hashtag huddle up pod. Hashtag go bucks. Hashtag LMAO at Chiefs. Look, I'll say this. Like, I, unless that quarterback on the other side is named a Manning, and unless that defense on the other side is, is the New York Giants, I can't bet against Tom Brady in a big game. And I know that the Chiefs were the juggernaut. And I know that's how you viewed it, Zach, is like they're the juggernaut. How can it, how can they be stopped? But like Tom Brady is Tom Brady, dude. He doesn't lose these games. And I told you guys last week I was listening to um, this, uh, this the Pro Football Writers of America sent out some clips from um, uh, some serious radio sit-downs with Hall of Famers and stuff for Hall of Fame week and all the NFL honors and whatnot. And one of them was John Elway, and he just talked about he, – he didn't gush about Tom Brady, but he talked about how – you know, he always, especially in a big game, he finds a way to win. And it, it's different time. It's a different component every time when he does find a way. Like today, you know, it wasn't just a dominant Bucks defense that carried him home. This was when the opportunity was there outside of that one fourth down, fourth and one on the goal line, you know, fourth and goal. When they got an opportunity, Tom did, he capitalized. Yeah, you know, he found a way. This You don't get any more chances. This is the last game you're in the Super Bowl. This is where you make it count, and he just finds a way. And so I can't bet against the dude. I just can't, dude. That much as it irks me, I, Tom Brady can't bet against him. Yeah, you know, I, I I viewed them as the juggernaut, but they were kind of susceptible. We all realized that when Mahomes got his turf toe, then his concussion. And then, Chad, you know, I don't want to delve too deep because it's a very sad story, but what happened with Britt Reed, the assistant coach for Kansas City, that hasn't been weighing on Andy Reid as well and the entire Chiefs organization, but – I don't like being wrong. I did pick Kansas City. The only silver lining to me, there's two, is Shaq Barrett getting a ring and also Broncos country getting to celebrate a Chiefs loss. I'm happy for Broncos country. I will say that. Dave from Georgia, good to see you, my friend. Also staying up late with us. Appreciate you. He says, thank God the 2020 season is over. (laughs) Looking forward to next year. Thanks for all the knowledge you all have dropped on us throughout the year. Hashtag Broncos country. 
appreciate you, Dave. It's, 2021 is going to be better as far as Bronco uh, wherewithal, Bronco ways, Bronco. The Broncos, I think, you know, I mean, when you finish 5-11, and 11, there's nowhere to go but up, right? And it was just such a weird season for this team in particular, and that's one of the things Peyton talked about, Zach, that I think holds some water. I think some fans are so impatient because of the pre- preceding four years that they didn't want to hear anything about how the pandemic affected the development of Drew with a new coordinator and no OTAs and no preseason. Then he injures his right, you know, his throwing shoulder in week two. And then all the injuries across the board for the team. No one wants to hear that because they go, well, look at Justin Herbert, brand new to the league and he's out there dominating. Well, maybe I wouldn't quite call it dominating because chargers didn't win any freaking games, dude. Like, it was kind of quintessential pissing in the wind. I mean, what good did it really do the Chargers? And even early in the season, people were talking about, well, how can we stay behind Drew when you see Kyler Murray tearing it up in Arizona? It's like, well, dude, he's got the same system now, two years in a row. And it turned out that that was a flash in the plan, in, in the pan, so to speak, because even though it's not like he he faded completely, he peaked way too early and the Cardinals did one of these. So, you know, there were some mitigating factors there and Peyton pointed to them. And that's why I want to, you know, I'm a lot more inclined to say, look, if the Broncos do choose to run it back with Drew, he's got an, he's got OTAs, he's got preseason. Last time he had the same coordinator and same playbook two years in a row, he ended up having a huge, huge um, payoff in the stat box. This is kind of a non sequitur, but the, the question mentioned 2020 being awful. And I tweeted that the halftime show was kind of an extension of that. Does anyone else out there think the weekend was really bad? I, I'm a big fan of his. I have been for about a decade, but the acoustics, the sound, his voice sounded awful. What was with the mustache, the, the suit he was wearing, the creepy people dancing, the in your face camera work? Big fan of his. I thought the halftime show, Chad, was really, really dreadful this year. Anyone else agree or just me? Dude, I was. You, did you say you're a big fan of the weekend? I what? Well, he kind of fell off. He used to be really good, but lately he's been very poppy the last three or four years. But I, I am a fan of his, dude. Because I'm sitting there watching this halftime show, and maybe it's just me being old guy, like quintessential old guy that doesn't understand the kids or whatever. But like, I'm I'm watching this. I'm going, dog. Like, this music all sounds the same to me. Like, where's the hook? Like, where's the oomph? <laughs> I see John know. nodding down below. John has strong opinions on the weekend. Uh, Michaela, good to see <laughs> you. Thank you for uh, the super chat and your support. It's been great having you back in the chat on these pods. She says that game was a letdown. Thought it would be closer. Yeah, that's that was the biggest surprise to me, Zach. We talked about it right before we went live. Is we were expecting this, regardless of how it shook out. We were expecting this to be kind of a heavyweight blow for blow yeah. type game, and Bucks blew him out. I said that on KK today. I really don't care who wins because it's a lose-lose. I just want a competitive, entertaining game. And it, the way it started, Chad, I kind of knew it wasn't going to be Kansas City's night, and it was a blowout. It was. It reminds me, not to that extent, but the Rams-Patriots Super Bowl, all that hype, and it was very anticlimactic. All right, let me see. John says, I can't grab the answers. I'm not sure. Let me just – I'll reverse. Should I reverse uh, engineer Pobby? Oh, there she is. Booyah. Thank you so much. The princess of MHH weighing in off the top rope wow. with aplomb and with uh, affection and support as she is wont to do. Thank you, Bobby. We really appreciate you so much. Uh, and she was in the, she was in the, the chat today on KK episode five, showing some love, participating in that conversation. Yeah. So we see you. We appreciate you. She says, hello, everyone. I'm happy for Tampa Bay. It was a good game. 
MHH podcast, something I look forward to. Love the MHH community as always. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Seriously. Uh, we do too. We appreciate everyone in our community. You guys make these chats so much fun. Yeah, Bobby, that's why you're the princess of the podcast. We appreciate you and for what you do for KK and all the podcasts so, so much. I, I want to give a serious answer, though. I kind of went off track on my last one. I'm so glad you know, the, the Super Bowl being over 2020, the season is over now, and the Broncos can officially turn the page to 2021, a new season, a clean slate. They're 0-0 zero and zero now. And why I'm saying that is we got through a really awful season, an awful year, and our podcast, not only for our audience chat, all the questions and statements we get, it, for us, it was such a boon and it was such a, a comfort and a healing uh, power for us. And now we're excited that it's a new season coming up, a new year, and we're going to start doing bigger and bigger things. And we have the podcast and we're so, so grateful for uh, every one of you tuning in, Bobby, everyone else. And we look forward to a better year this year. I mean, we had some huge plans for 2020 with the draft and some other things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the pandemic squashed that for us. But you know what? We got through the pandemic together. I mean, Zach, myself, John, and you, our listeners together as one, you know, unit, like we got through it together and you guys helped us get through it. And we hope that we helped, we helped you get through it too. Drew, love you, buddy. Look at that. That's a, that's a YouTube profile pic to be proud of. Love it, dude. He says, happy for Shaq, but so tired of watching Brady beat everybody. He is the unquestioned goat but I'm so over all of it. I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. But like, I'll tell you a little bit how I, I had to trick my brain into kind of getting behind Brady a little bit for this game. I actually over, uh, I don't know, some point this last week, I went back and watched the Brady six or whatever. Uh, the, the, the feature that was done by it was either ESPN or NFL network that featured all six quarterbacks that were drafted before him in, in, in uh, 2000, or was it 2001, 2000, and uh, makes you appreciate this cat, man. Like he is a unique, unique story. He's definitely the goat. Like my goat is Elway. All right, that's my, that's the goat in my heart. All right, but Tom Brady, in terms of the entire umbrella, the whole enchilada, like you can't compete with six rings with one team and another seventh with another. I mean, it doesn't compute because this isn't the NBA. Not to say the NBA is chopped liver. I mean, the, the top of that mountain is just as competitive. Um, and fraught with peril is is the NFL, all right? But, like, this isn't Jordan winning three and then coming back and winning another three. Like, this is a different thing altogether. Yeah, it's consistent domination, and that was my impetus, actually, Drew, for picking the Chiefs. I was called a fanboy. I do love watching Mahomes play. I love watching that offense, but I'm not a fanboy of the Chiefs. It was a lose-lose, but I'm just I'm tired of seeing Brady dominate. I wanted to see the new young goat take over Mahomes and kind of figuratively the torch being passed from Brady to Mahomes. I was looking forward to that, but at this point, Brady is unquestionably the goat, as you said, Drew, and we all have to accept it and just shove that crow down our throats. But we are, dude, I'm with you though, Drew. I mean, I'm happy that the, that he beat the the Chiefs, but I'm tired of it too. Like, I hope he retires. It's time to turn the page. Like, what more do you have to prove, man? You've made all the money in the world, right? You've got a supermodel wife, the supermodel mother of your children. You've now won another ring. You let everybody know uh, that it was you, not not Belichick. You answered right. that question. That had to have been the last thing. Like, what else is there? Right off into the sunset, only two quarterbacks. I've done it before. Elway and Manning, be the third. All right, Anthony, good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. 
Um, yes, that's right. Thank you for the reminder at Diesel Dude ninety one. We already hooked on Twitter. Okay, appreciate that uh, reminder, my friend. Uh, Kevin G, good to see. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Do you, bro? He says, this goes to show if you have a good offensive line and defense, mobile quarterbacks are overhyped. A smart, accurate statue quarterback is just mm. as good or better. Mac Jones? Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that's, – that's, 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 that's an acronym if you didn't know, Kevin. Thoughts, okay. Um, oh, man. I get what you're saying, all right, I do, but – Look, it's all about the rush, and the rush got home today. And Mahomes has proven he can win from the pocket. He just couldn't win from the pocket today because that sucker just kept getting collapsed in on him. Yeah, I don't know about Mac Jones' thoughts. I can't comment on that. But I'm not going to say in this day and age, in 2021, that it hurts to have mobile dual threat ability. I think every elite quarterback, except for maybe even Aaron Rodgers can run. Every every established quarterback, elite quarterback, has – Ability with their legs. So I would not take a Mac Jones over a Zach Wilson. That, that's just me, though. Chris Hernandez, when he uh, is kind enough to super chat, it always has a symbolic twist to it. In this case, he's showing some serious love for Sack Barrett. That's right, Sack Barrett. Chris, love you, bro. Appreciate you. Another one of my personal favorite YouTube profile picks, Huddle Up Pod Mug, uh, the Smouse in the House designed. Uh, uh, let him hate t-shirt. Love you, bro. Hope you've been well. Uh, what is it? Uh, how, how, what is it now? Is it tw- how many years in the air force? I almost lost it. Cause I haven't said it for a while. Is it 20, 21, 22 years? Remind me, dude. I feel ashamed that I've almost, I know I'm in the, I'm, I know I'm in the ballpark. Okay. We're in the ballpark, but he says here, Zach, uh, Zach Barrett. So happy for him. Keep up the awesome job. My dudes love you, bro. Thank you. Sack Barrett. You know what that reminds me of when I hear Sack as Zach a, his first name? Yes, dude. Yeah. Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers. Legendary movie. And uh, Chris, you've served long enough to uh, you know forever hold our utmost respect, both of Chad and I. So thank you, Chris. It's so nice to see you. You're so generous. You're so giving, and uh, we love you, man. And I am happy for Shaq. That's the silver lining to me of this Buccaneers win. I don't care about Tom. I'm so happy for Shaq. 
Amen. Uh, we got the queen. We got the princess right. and the queen in the hizzy tonight. Royalty. Much love to Christy, who's just stoked. She's like, let's just hope for a Brady-less Super Bowl next time around. What a yes. snooze fest. Yeah, Christy, like, I don't know, man. It's it, But it depends. Like, is it the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Because if it's the Chiefs, you might need Brady, right? You might need him to, like, block that. You know, I almost used a word I shouldn't, but to block Pat Mahomes there, all right? He might be the only um, kryptonite that can uh, get in that the head of, of both Reed and Patrick Mahomes. But, Christy, you know how much you mean to us. We love you so much. Thank you for everything you do. I think those thoughts are on your mind, Chad. That's why you almost slipped up there. <laughs> no, who does everyone got in the Super Bowl next year, though? I happen to think the Bills make a push in the AFC, but uh, Chad, who do you got early 2022 man, Super Bowl? Man. Honestly, it, de- it depends. I know the reporting <clears throat> says that um, it's it, Tom's coming back. So I'm not going to bet against Brady because the NFC, you know, it's just not as battle-tested as the AFC when where Brady came from. Like Brady made the AFC – um, you know, as battle tested as it is. And in the NFC, you've got the Rodgers. Uh Bree- I think Breeze is gonna hang it up. Yeah. And then it really just comes down to to Green Bay versus Tampa Bay. It's a battle of the bays, <clears throat> depending on and maybe Seattle. Maybe you throw we'll see if San Francisco can bounce back and then get a quarterback. You know, we'll see if Stafford ends up being the, you know, the uh get him over the hump type thing for the Rams. But it really just depends on on how some of these older quarterbacks, how those dominoes fall. I like that, Kenneth. Jets in the Super Bowl. The Jets led by Deshaun Watson or Zach Wilson with Robert Salah as their coach and uh, Mike LaFleur as their OC. I'm all about that. Let's do it. All right, let me see here. We are <clears throat> excuse me, at uh, 54 minutes. We got a little bit of time, but we got to keep this pretty pretty tight because of the, the hour. Um, yes, Johnny Blaze, appreciate that. Like this video, gang. If you're here, hit that smash. Hit those thumbs. That, that thumbs up, the, the like button. It helps us out tremendously. Uh, Brandon. What up, Brandon? My best Good friend is named Brandon. Good to see you. This must be him. This must be my best homie. It's not. He's a, he's a Dolphins fan. I know. Hey, guys. Longtime listener. Good to see KC fall back down to earth. What message does Kareem and Judy hyping up Deshaun Watson send to Locke? Hashtag Broncos country. I'll tell you what it sends. Not good enough, dude. You were not good enough. And he wasn't. He was far from it. Like He improved down the stretch. But, again, these are guys that look at Judy, for example. Judy used to winning, right? Used to producing. A, B, used to winning games at Alabama. That was tough for him. Not good enough. Kareem? Getting the, the teeth getting longer and longer by the second. He wants to win, not good enough. And he sees this as, you know, he sees they see Watson as an opportunity to, to upgrade ASAP. You know, maybe it's just me. And again, you guys are going to point to my lock fandom, but I'm not making too big of a deal about them coming out and pining for Deshaun Watson. Every player around the NFL wants Watson on their team. That's kind of like the flavor of the month right now. And they're going to comment on it. And you look at the individual circumstances. Kareem Jackson played with Deshaun Watson. That's his friend. He's going to try to get him there. It also scores some points in the Broncos front office and the Broncos fan base. Jerry Judy, him and, and, and Locke were literally missing each other last season. They were not connecting. He was dropping a lot of passes. He didn't have good chemistry with his quarterback. So he might be more ornery. He's very immature as he's proven, Chad. He's still growing into himself as a person, as a player. I'm not making too big of a deal. When they don't get Deshaun Watson and Locke starts again this season, this will be a non-story by, I don't know, April, May, that time. 
Hey, Gary, it was great having you in uh, KK in the chat today. So appreciate you being with us. Appreciate yes. the stars, my friend. Thank you, Gary. Um, Murphy Brothers Collectibles, jumping in. Appreciate you, my friend. If you're on Twitter, connect with us, okay, so we can shout you out. He says, go Broncos. Love you guys. Best Broncos talk in the business. Hey, appreciate you. Is that Thank a you. new name, Chad? I don't. <clears throat> uh, we've seen him once or twice in the okay. chat, um, but he's been more recent in the chat. So I think, I, I think Murphy Bros is one of those great listeners who's been in the chat listening um, and only recently kind of stepped into, you know, putting in comments, doing a super chat. So welcome. Thank you. Love you. Regardless, yes, Murphy Brothers, thank you so, so much. We look to have. I look forward to having you around. And any questions you might have, be sure to drop them in. Put them in the chat. Our friend Jess, long time, talk about a long time listener, bona fide superstar, this cat right here. He says, Brady equals anti-aging <clears throat> and PED supplements. I know, dude, like, is it the, is it the uh, TB12 snake oil or <laughs> is it, what is it? Like this it's, dude, maybe it's his old lady, right? Maybe it's, that's the fountain of youth for him. I don't know. I'm just grasping at straws here. I think it's the avocado toast and the seedless strawberries that he's munching on, you know, 24 hours a day. Remember, though, back in the day, Chad, I think he was playing for the Colts. He might have been playing for the Broncos at this point, but Peyton Manning got busted for PEDs, and he said it was his wife's, and the NFL completely backed off. They never pursued that ever again. It was blatantly his PEDs, and the NFL was like, all right, we'll look the other way. It was um, the next thing. It was when he was he was getting all the surgeries and the procedures. He so 2011. Gone, he had gone um, – he had gone across the pond to Europe for one of the procedures he had on his neck and it was human growth hormone that uh, I can't remember all the details now off the top of my head without doing a quick research on it, but it was human growth hormone. And I, I want to say it was dead spin that had some story that, that had Wild. HGH being shipped in her That's name, right. to, <laughs> but it was all unfounded. And I think part of it was, it was European sourced and there was no proof. It like never came out in the wash on a test or anything like that. So Honestly, I don't think the NFL had much recourse because so much of it was hearsay. But I want to grab this from Savage Boy Kev on Twitch. Good question here. He says, Chad and Zach, how do you guys think that Peyton would look playing quarterback with this Broncos roster? Healthy, of course. A Super Bowl? Yeah, dude. You take Peyton, even with all the injuries that this team suffered last year, that's a team that at least finishes second in the AFC West, at least, with Jerry Judy. Noah Fant, dude, would be a 1,200-yard tight end with Peyton Manning. Trust, Easy. right? Judy would have been over 1,000. Um, KJ would have been seven 800. And, you know, you lost out on Cortland, so that was that. But Tim Patrick probably would have been over 1,000. All right, you would have had three or at least close to three guys pushing or, or over 1,000. I mean, frankly, I know Demarius, Decker, Julius, that first trio he inherited when he came to Denver was legit, was pretty, I mean, really good talent. Don't get me wrong here, but if you put Peyton, let's just say 2021, let's say even 2014 version of Peyton with Corland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ and Noah, and Melvin Gordon's your pass catching back out of the backfield, I mean, close the door, dude. You're going deep into the playoffs with that version if Peyton's healthy and, you know, but he's, he's I mean, he retired – two weeks before his 40th birthday. And the only reason he retired and couldn't keep going is what separates him from the Tom Brady's and the Drew Brees's of the world is that degenerative neck thing and the nerve damage in his right arm that he just, you know, he was whistling past the graveyard as he hoisted that Lombardi and saw the writing on the wall and said, I got to, this is my time. 
Oh, man. You know, Cortland Sutton so far reminds me of uh, Megatron in Detroit. You, you wish you could have seen him in a better offense because I'd love to see what he can do. And the same is, is true for Noah Fan. He would be, like you said, Chad, 1,100, 1,200 yard, 10 touchdown guy, just a monster and a pro bowler. You can even say the same for Alderweil, even KJ Hamler, the speed that he has. Put him on the Chiefs right now. Put him on the Packers right now. They would get him involved. He can be an 800 yard guy right out of the gates. You put Peyton Manning on this team, not only are they all 1,000-yard guys or close to it, this is a playoff team parentally. That's all it takes. I mean, dude, Julius Thomas was an athletic freak. I'll throw him into that category. But he was nowhere near what Noah Fant is. I mean, Noah Fant is just – it's almost a crime how much he was squandered last year. I get it as a rookie. He was kind of learning his ropes. Uh, But last year, he fought fought an ankle that played a part, but – Nevertheless, it was a crime how underutilized he was. Shame on Pat Shermer. Chill Will, good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. He says, what's up, fellas? Just showing some love. Can't wait for the offseason. Can't wait for the Broncos to be back on all the highlights. Congrats to Brady, but we have always been kryptonite, too, when uh, when Brady, uh, Brady when it counts. That's true. The Broncos have his number. We'll see, man. We'll see how this Broncos team takes shape. So many questions yet to be answered for 2021. Um, that's right. That's right. Thanks for the reminder, John. Uh, Chill, Will. You have a legit man cave, my friend. A legit man cave. Tip of the cap. And it's a shame that the Broncos do not play the Buccaneers uh, in 2021, so we won't have a face-to-face with Brady in Denver. But they are his kryptonite, and like we mentioned, it's a small silver lining right now because he just won another Super Bowl. But he's historically been held to a very low uh, mark against the Broncos, and uh, we have to be happy about that. All right, we really do have to rapid-fire these remaining Supers. we got to get going here. BG, love you, bro. Long-time listener, bona fide superstar up there on the MHH Mount Rushmore. He says, what did I miss? I'm late for the pod. Hey, the good news is you can always rewind it. Even while you're live, you can go back. So FYI, John Houston, good to see you, my friend. Appreciate you. He says, Chiefs losing a lot in free agency. Hopefully they regress. Yeah, there's there's another hope. And then John says, I think we might make a push for Sam Darnold oh, no. to backlock. God no, please no. Uh, seeing ghosts, I don't. We, you don't want seeing ghosts in uh, in Denver. Trust on that. Um, Willie, again, good to see you. Thank you again. Locke isn't dumb enough to think he's better than Watson. I don't think it bothers him too terribly much. And I think they know that. Talking yeah. about Judy, and, uh, I don't know, man. If you're if I'm Drew Locke. I'm thinking, look, I, I know that Watson has the accolades, the three Pro Bowls and whatnot, but, like, I whooped his ass when we went head-to-head. Like, I whooped his ass. So what, what are these guys uh, trying to throw me under the bus? Like, that would be the alpha in me going – that's how I would be thinking. it. Um, last one here, Nathan Kim. Appreciate you, dog. Connect with us on Twitter. Great game tonight. Love seeing Shaq Barrett being dominant tonight. Yeah, like that's I'm I'm so happy Broncos country shares the same sentiment about Shaq Barrett. He got a raw deal in, in Denver. He was stuck behind Vaughn and Demarcus and then Shane Ray, which was the biggest blight on the previous uh, regime's resume or one of them, was not playing Shaq over Shane Ray. The talent was obviously there. All it took was a change of scenery, though, and I'm so happy he finally got his ring and his fat contract upcoming in Tampa Bay. Uh, Chris, a.k.a. Blue Raw, is there a blueprint now? Thank you for the super chat, my friend. Yeah, we've touched on it a little bit tonight, but Zach, for me, the blueprint is just comes back to, man, anything you can do to get the rush. If you you got to manufacture that rush, and Vic Fangio, man, he freaking pulled every last stop that he could to manufacture in the, in the true sense of the word a rush last year 
with with Bradley Chubb still kind of battling with half of his arm behind his back. And, you know, Malik Reed, when Malik Reed is your leading sacker, I mean, that kind of tells you where you're at. And surprisingly, the Broncos were in the top 10 in sacks in the league. I mean, so that's a credit to Fangio, but you need that bona fide tip of the spear, can't be stopped rush. And it starts with hopefully getting Vaughn back, Chubb taking another step forward, and then either solidifying Shelby or hoping that Draymond really takes a huge step forward next year. But here's the thing about the Bucks defense. Unlike the Broncos, they don't have to manufacture pressure. They can win one-on-one. They have those horses in the middle that can win one-on-one. When Nadamik and Suchad isn't even one of their staple headline players, Shaq Barrett, Devin White, get, and Levante David all get more praise and more shine than Nadamik and Sue. But Sue was a huge integral part of this blowout today. The Broncos simply don't have that same talent, but they also don't have the scheme to better create pressure or, or, or manufactured pressure, as the case may be, Todd Bowles and Vic Fangio, I think, are not on different levels, and that was proven tonight. BG, appreciate you, bro. Thank you. He says, I know you guys remember me commenting on Jerry Judy's personality during the draft. I didn't like it then. I still don't. He acts like a kid. I honestly do see it changing. Is that a do or don't? Was that a typo? I'm, not, I'm curious there. But, yeah, I do remember that. Um, and I don't love the personality for the most part that we've seen from Judy, at least his public facing per, um, personality in terms of the interviews, his vibe on interviews, some of the things he says, his, his social media presence. I don't like that, Zach. And I'm hoping that he does, you know, um, learn from it. But then his most recent uh, interview makes me realize that that aha moment, that epiphany, probably nowhere in the near, near future. Like this is Jerry Judy. He's still 21, though, I believe. And I remember when I was 21, Chad, I was saying and doing a lot of stupid things. He needs to grow up for sure. But if he's still doing these stupid things, if he's still – we're still talking about this in August, September, uh, then I'll be worried. All right, last one, and then we got to go, my friends. Tyler Randall, thank you, my friend. Appreciate that super chat and your generosity and support. He says, I can rest easy tonight knowing that Chiefs got absolutely smacked. Keep up the great work, guys. It's finally time to turn the page on this horrid season – and focus on the offseason. Let's go. Hashtag Broncos country. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. And Zach, what better way to end this podcast than on a note like that? Time to turn the page. 2021. Let's go. Let's see how the Broncos can turn the ship around. The Broncos are no longer 5-11. and 11. The Broncos are 0-0, zero and zero, like every other team. It's a clean slate. It's a new year. They have high hopes. New GM and George Payton going to be in a busy, aggressive offseason. And hopefully he can build a winner and a contender in year one of his of his tenure. All right, guys, we do have to get going. Thank you for spending some extra time with us as far as, you know, we're used to being off about three or two hours ago is normally when we'd be done by now. So thanks for staying up a little bit late with us. Um, and, you know, we, we just didn't want to divert your attention from the Super Bowl. This time. Normally, like during the season, Zach, we were not shy about it. if there was a game on Sunday night yeah, we, and it wasn't the Broncos, we were still going live, like whatever. But this is the Super Bowl, and so we wanted to be respectful of that. So thank you for being with us. Follow the podcast on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod, the main account, at MileHighHuddle. And also here's a reminder, your last opportunity to get in on this drawing that we're doing and we'll announce the winners tomorrow night. Go like our Facebook page, the podcast, Facebook page, huddle up podcast, daily Denver Broncos coverage. That's what it's titled on Facebook, like and follow. And you will enter into the drawing that we'll announce tomorrow night. We'll wait till the 11th hour to make the drawing and, 
and, and reveal who the names are, of course, on the show. But Facebook, find the Huddle Up podcast on Facebook. Like and follow. You'll be in on that. Uh, also, while we're on social media, follow my partner, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman NFL, myself, at Chad N. Jensen, and our producer, Buona Beast, on Twitter, at John K. M-H-H. And then that's it, guys. We're out of here for tonight. We really would appreciate it if you give us a like before you dip on out. And don't forget to subscribe. And if this was good content, share it. All right. Help us grow. Help us reach new like-minded Broncos fans. And then last thing, become a supporter of MHH on Facebook, the big blue button, if you go to our page. So you can get in on Kelberman's Corner, Episode 6, next Sunday. Plus, we have some dope, dope, dope. NFL draft content coming down the pike. That's going to be for our Facebook supporters only really tapping into that wealth of knowledge and expertise of our draft analysts like Eric Trickle, Nick Kendall, Carl Dumbler, Lance Sanderson, and Luke Patterson. So get in on that. And Zach, we'll uh, kick off a fresh week of, I guess we are now kicking off a fresh week of podcasting it at uh, Huddle Up, but I'll see you tomorrow night, bro. Yes, sir. And I was going to, as a little send off, I was going to commend the NFL for getting through a whole season without a bubble or a shutdown like some of the other sports. But then I remembered the Saints game and I'm like, I abandoned that. Forget that. I hate the NFL again. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Um, it was an interesting night, interesting result. I, I guess a lot of Broncos country is happy that Mahomes lost. But like we've been talking about, now it's over. 2021 is here. New season podcasts remaining four days a week. We will tune in again with you guys. Normal time, six o'clock mountain tomorrow night. Be there. We will see you then. Thank you. You've been listening to the huddle up podcast. Join Broncos country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.